Hello. I'm here talking to Kendall. I'm here talking to Annie, and we're talking about bad mom Stacy Caster. Come join us on Patreon. We have a general support tier as well as a tier that gets you three bonus episodes a month. You can follow us on Instagram at tellnoonepodcast or send us an email at tellnoonepod at gmail.com. Sources are in the show notes. Everything's alleged, but this is definitely tell no one. Enjoy. Well, we can't do an intro or an outro. And yeah, we there's something wrong with us. We struggle with the middle, too. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, but wait, before we get going, we do want to give a pod shout out recommendation. It's called People Are the Worst, hosted by Identical Twins. That gives a little je ne sais quoi, don't you think? A little intrigue. Yeah. And they cover true crime stories with a shocking twist. So if that's something that you think you'll be interested in, go check them out. Yeah. And tell them. We sent you. Yeah. Tell them where you heard. Um, Let's jump right in. Okay. <sighs> Christ. <laughs> <laughs> um, Stacy Daniels was born in 1967 outside Syracuse, New York. Stacy was hoping to become a paralegal or attorney, but she met and started dating a 24-year-old when she was a senior in high school. And now we can be a lawyer. And she gives that up real quick. Okay. For Michael Wallace. He's a good time guy. He's a big drinker, big partier. Stacy's like obsessed with him. She's head over heels and she finds out she's pregnant just a few months later. And he's like, uh, no. Okay. So he breaks up with her. So she gives birth to her daughter, Ashley. She is like, she loves her baby, gives her tons of attention. She's like a teen mom, but they're like, They're thick as thieves. Mm They are kind of always will be. She's still kind of seeing Mike, though. Like, they're, like, dating a little. Then he proposes, and they get married. So now I guess he's, like, sorry for that freak out, but I'm on now. I'm ready now. (laughs) I'm on now. (laughs) I didn't mean to leave you while you were pregnant and a teen. That was crazy of me back then. I was crazy back then. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So from what everyone can tell, he treats Stacey pretty well. He still, like, parties from time to time, you know? Whatever. Do you ever think about Ryan from Teen Mom? He's really fucked up now. I think he went to jail. He's like really not okay. I think he killed a He's woman. like really is hurting the woman he's with, I think. Like she put out like her like ring camera from inside her house. He fucking destroyed her house. Like ripped apart the kids stuff. Like destroyed the house. What the fuck? He's on like big drugs. I think. Like he was, I think on the show teen mom they like had the dash cam videos mm-hmm. of him driving and he nodded off driving like fully and they're like this is unethical you're <laughs> like, <laughs> taking dash cam out yeah like maybe don't let him drive yeah bentley are you bentley would be like fucking 20 he's like 13 i think <laughs> okay yeah so he's really not okay okay um they get married so three years after ashley's born they have another daughter brie and mike clearly like well, this is what Stacy says. Stacy says that Mike clearly prefers Brie for some reason. And she's like, does he think that Ashley's not actually his daughter? Like, does he have a feeling that that Stacy had been impregnated by someone else? Yeah, but I let's just say Stacy will have reason to be setting this narrative up. And Ashley will later say she doesn't remember feeling like that at all. Like, she's like, my mom's just saying I felt like that, but I didn't feel like that. Like, he might not have favored the other one. Yeah, she might just be setting that story up for a reason we will learn later. Uh, Stacy is working as an ambulance dispatcher, and Mike is a mechanic. We're working class neighborhood, normal shit. 
Um, years pass and the marriage starts to fall apart. They're fighting a lot. And Christmas 1999, Stacy tells a friend that she's going to ask for a divorce after the holidays. But in December 1999, Mike starts to get very sick. He's feeling very dizzy. He's having poor balance. Um, and early January, 11-year-old Ashley notices that her dad's behaving really oddly. He's laying on the couch and his face is like contorting in strange ways. That would be fucking chilling. Yeah, it's not great. It's not good. She Okay, so Ashley goes to like walk her sister Brie home from school. That's like what she does, like goes to pick her up. And when they come back, there's an ambulance at their house. Stacy, what? Okay, so they get to the house. The ambulance is there and Stacy tells them to like go to a neighbor's house like while this whole drama is unfolding. And a little while later, their grandmother comes by to the neighbor's house to tell them that their father had died. Um, doctors think he might've died of a heart attack. He wasn't the healthiest man in the world. Like it's not, it wouldn't be shocking, you know, men die. Um, his sister was like, should we like get an autopsy? He's like a relatively like young guy who just died. And Stacy's like, fuck no, that's crazy. Uh, and people do note that Stacy is awfully stoic about her husband's death. She kind of no shit off her shit. Like I had pre-mourned. Right. Like she's kind of already worked through this. <laughs> is ready to move on. <laughs> She gets a $50,000 life insurance policy payout. She pays for the funeral, pays off their debts, and then brings the girls to Disney World. I mean... Whatever. (laughs) Who am I? I mean, who knows? Three years go by. It's just Stacy and the girls living together until she starts dating a man named David Castor. He's 10 years older. They get married in August 2003, and like the girls are kind of like, ugh, stepdad. (laughs) <laughs> yeah <laughs> stacy and the girls move into david's house in clay new york it's the marriage get try starts to get bad pretty quickly stacy starts seeing another guy pretty soon after marrying him and it's like i think i've made a mistake mm-hmm. august 2005 2 p.m stacy calls 911 from her work phone like she's at work and she's like hey guys i'm worried about my husband Um, He had locked himself in the bedroom for the past weekend, like this past day, a few days, it's Monday, and he isn't answering his phone and he's not, he hasn't gone to work. And they're like, okay, first of all, it's very rare that someone's calling 911 for an emergency that they are not at. Yeah. Like, that is weird. She says they had been arguing and he had told her to leave. And she's like, I can't imagine why he would be acting like this. Okay, but locked in the room all weekend... You didn't worry all weekend? She has a whole tale about the weekend that gets really kind of ridiculous. Okay. So when the police arrive, she's sitting on the porch, like, smoking a cigarette. So the police officer goes inside and just, like, leaves her out there. He's like, okay, I'll go deal with it. He knocks on the bedroom door. No response. The door is locked. So he leaves the house, gets a ladder to look through the bedroom window from the outside, but the blinds are closed. So he goes back into the house and kicks in the bedroom door. And David is in there, obviously dead. He's naked, lying on a bare mattress. There's vomit under his head and on his hands. And his fingers are like stuck in a claw. (laughs) It's horrible. Um, I think that we're in like the grudge. The contortions that you are telling me about. This does feel like a curse. Like there's something about this that feels like cursed. Yeah. 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 (laughs) They check for vitals and find none. The bedroom is littered with clothing and sheets like covered in vomit. 
There's two glasses and a bottle of brandy on the nightstand and a bottle of antifreeze in the room. Um, one of the two glasses was filled with a bright green liquid and Stacy's still outside smoking. Okay. Are we trying to act like he did it? He he did it? Yeah. She's going to say that he locked himself in the room and had a crazy weekend by himself in there. You know. As people do. <laughs> so when they call her inside, she goes into fucking the whole show, hysterics, screaming, whatever. But out there on the porch, you were resigned to it. <laughs> You're like, well, see what you can find, boys. Go in there, boys. You're not going to like it. <laughs> <laughs> um da, da, da. so th- it appears that he's not been dead for very long and there's a bottle of the antifreeze placed like it seems staged because the bottle was placed on top a puddle of dried vomit but the bottle didn't have any vomit on it you know what i mean yeah it dried the vomit dried and, and then, then you put the bottle on it yes yeah we're in the truman show yeah <laughs> like turning the label out to to camera yeah yeah antifreeze like right next to a dead body like and think they must have done that like come on yeah they question stacy about where she has been and she's like i i spent some time at walmart um and beneath a few like papers there's a turkey baster in the trash can that looked new and had droplets of green liquid in it and smelled of chemicals stacy you think they're not gonna go through your trash <laughs> you telling me you shoved a turkey baster down his throat and poisoned him yeah and like I don't know. You think he did that and then came and threw it away? Right. Why would he do <laughs> he that? He came out of the room. We, we've been locked in all weekend. Threw it away in the main trash can. Under a couple pieces under, of paper. And then you came behind him and threw away other shit on yeah. top of it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, why would he have to baste himself? You know? Oh, yeah. I can drink it. You, for- like- you force-fed it to him with the turkey baster. You gave him the tube. Okay. Okay. Um, they ask her if they're having marriage problems. And she's like, not really, but I do have a boyfriend. She says that David had been acting weird for about a month and he kept saying he didn't have long to live. Um, he was very melancholy and had gotten worse after his father's death. She's the only person who says any of this, obviously. Um, over the past week, they had been arguing a lot. It was their second anniversary coming up and they were arguing in the garage one day because David wanted to go on a second honeymoon, but Stacy didn't think they should leave the girls alone for that long. They're like teenagers. Like you could. Mm-hmm. Um, but like fine. But like fine. Um, and that's when David stormed off, locked himself in the bedroom and she slept on the couch. She said they resumed the argument the next day for seven hours. Oh, God. She also said that while they were fighting, he was drinking Pepsi. And when she asked for a sip, he said, go get your own. And she's like, was that when he started poisoning himself? He didn't want me to have a sip. You think mid argument? He's sipping on his poison? Like, what is this? <laughs> and wouldn't, wouldn't antifreeze, like, burn your fucking throat? I've heard it's really sweet. Oh, That's why, like, animals drink it like crazy. They do? Yeah, Like sweet. crazy? Or, like, yeah, like crazy. It's a problem. <laughs> I think they've no. since changed it so it's not, but it used to taste like Gatorade. Like, look the same color and taste like Gatorade. Yeah, when you brought up the... Um the liquid in the room, I thought yeah. it could be fucking Gatorade. Does anyone test for Gatorade? <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed it's just Gatorade. You guys Why think it was Gatorade? <laughs> Why would Gatorade make their shit like that? I think it's just a sad coincidence. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what came first? <laughs> she also says he was binge drinking this whole time and vomiting all over the place. 
What a crazy weekend. <laughs> what a wild weekend. <laughs> she said she's like trying to take care of him. She's changing the sheets, cleaning him up, bringing him water and juice. And all the next day she's taking care of him. And she's like, should I call an ambulance? He's like, fuck, you know, once again, it's like, maybe just do that. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> maybe just call if he's been vomiting all weekend. <laughs> So she does admit that it would be kind of weird for someone to die by suicide with antifreeze. Um, But she remembers her and David had watched a 48 hours episode the year before about a woman who killed two husbands with antifreeze in Jell-O. And she said that they played a rerun of it a month ago and they watched it again. And maybe that's where he got the idea. Baby girl. (laughs) (laughs) You just told me where you got the idea. (laughs) What the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Are you okay? <laughs> Why would you tell me that? <laughs> Literally, we could have gone... Like, you didn't have to tell me that. I am bewildered by that. Yeah. I mean... That is... She's like, this is where I got the idea. <laughs> That's where I found... I got it. Yeah, but, like, I'm attributing it... I'm attributing all of that to, like, him. Yeah, you know, like, when you watch, like, a Dateline or a true crime show, and you're like, I'd love to th- do that to myself. <laughs> I want that to happen to me. (laughs) And if no one will do it, I'll I'll do do it. (laughs) (laughs) And a little bit of the like, um, a little bit of truth in your lie. Yeah. yeah, Like maybe they did watch it a year ago and then again a month ago. Right. But I clocked on, not him. Yeah. Uh (laughs) So quick note about ethylene glycol, which is like the poison part of antifreeze is that, which we've talked about with our, um, Michael Malloy episode, alcohol, like drinking alcohol, oh, yeah. is the antidote. So if he's trying to die by suicide, why would he be mixing poison with alcohol? It would prolong his suffering. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, why would you cure it if you were trying? Right. Right? Yeah. Um, I forgot Michael Malloy was like fully drinking poison. God, I love him. <laughs> you know, I love he's him. He's really the best. <laughs> um, so this is just like all her fucking shit she talks about all weekend that happened. She says she found David naked on the floor next to the bed on Saturday. She tried to stand him up, but he couldn't stand. So it's like, why did you wait until Monday morning at work to call? Um, 5 a.m. the next day, she heard him vomiting and saw him convulsing and drive he- dry heaving in the bathroom. She says when he saw her in the doorway, he yelled at her to get the fuck out. And that was the last time she saw him alive. Then she goes to work Monday morning as usual, but then starts to worry now that she's at work. Worry about what? You know. (laughs) What are you worrying? Like, I think he might be hurting him. Like, you know. Yeah, it's just now occurring while she's at work to her that this might be a problem. (laughs) (laughs) The police talk to people who knew him. Um, and everyone agrees that like Stacy and David seemed happy and no one had ever seen them fight, but their biggest issue was the daughters. Like they were at odds with David a lot. I think he was probably like a little more strict than their mother was. So it was, and they're teenagers. So it's a little like contentious, but I don't know. Mm -hmm. So the medical examiner is like, yes, I have seen some cases of suicide by antifreeze, but it's incredibly rare. Um, and he did die of renal failure by drinking ethylene glycol. And it's determined to be a suicide. Mm. The police still think it's very sus that he would like, he would perform a weekend long torture session <laughs> to de- to death yeah. when he had a loaded gun in the room. Also, what's up with the turkey baster? Also, why did you call 911 at 11 a.m. on Monday morning? Mm-hmm. 
The police go to the medical examiner with their suspicions, but it's not enough to change the manner of death to homicide, but they, he does change it to inconclusive. Okay, um, and are they not able, do you think, to look into it if they don't rule it? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Like, if it's a suicide, there's nothing to investigate anymore. Okay. Um, she immediately starts, like, upgrading the yard and house. Like, she's like, we're moving up. They got 50 grand. I don't know how much she got. Oh, that was the other... Oh, the other dead guy. The other dead guy. Damn, forgot we're on two. Yeah. And Stacy had David buried next to her first husband, and she had a plot picked out between them. Light him up. What in the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so David's sister is like, wait, because they're, they're all like, all right, sad that he did this. And she's like, wait, 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 wait. I don't, he would never do that. Yeah. Yeah. He would never do that. He worked in like refrigeration and he knew that antifreeze, like dying by antifreeze, is like not a chill way to go. Yeah. And it turns out the fingerprints on the antifreeze glass were Stacy's. Um, David's fingerprints were not on either glasses or on the antifreeze container. Yeah, I'm prying... Hands-free. ...his mouth open and pouring it... Yes! ...down the gullet. A turkey baster? Could you be more ghoulish? <laughs> like, come on! <laughs> that's horrifying! Yeah. 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 Could you be more ghoulish? Yeah, sh- they're starting to think the glasses were there to, like, set the scene, and she'd actually force-fed him with the turkey baster. Well, yeah, she, like, created, designed the entire thing. Yeah, executive producer. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. the designer of the death. <laughs> so they look at the phone records, and she had said that she had called the house, like, several times over the weekend. But when they look at the records, she had only called once. They test the turkey baster, and it does have drops of antifreeze in it. And David's DNA in the form of saliva was found, quote, in abundance around the tip of the baster. From deep within me, from Hell, deep within my throat. Like a COVID <laughs> test. Like, <Yeah>. fuck. <laughs> um, after David's will was read, people were even more suspicious because David had left everything to Stacy. His son, like from a previous relationship, was left a bracelet in an old truck. Hmm. And the signature did not look like David's. Um, his ex-wife gathered some copies of his legitimate signature and gave them to the DA to compare to the will. So detectives are starting to suspect that Mike was also murdered. They wiretap Stacy's phone lines and set up cameras. Um, and they also set up cameras near the two graves of her dead husbands um, to see. Well, they thought like she might go there and like confess like in a weird soap opera way. <laughs> but it turns out she never went once anyway. Yeah. The thing about me, I don't care, care about them. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's the why I killed them. Yeah. Um, they all so they find significant cause to exhume Mike's body and they discover he had no sign of heart disease and his kidney tissues had crystals that showed an overdose of ethylene glycol. Um, the day after this, detectives visit Stacy at home and she is like visibly annoyed that they're still investigating David's death. She's like, I thought this was a su- like suicide closed case. And it should be. <laughs> <laughs> but she agrees to go downtown. They confront her with a lie about calling the house all weekend. And when asked to point out the glass she used to give David cranberry juice, she slipped and said, well, I poured the antifreeze. I mean cranberry juice. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes. No. Dude, I you're not cut out for it. <laughs> no. Like, well, I poured the poison. <laughs> oh, oh, I mean juice. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I mean juice. I mean ju I mean juice. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> um and then pointed so she said the cranberry juice. 
I mean cranberry juice. And then she pointed to the glass that did not hold the antifreeze. So then they asked why her fingerprints were on the antifreeze glass then. And she's like, I would not like to speak anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So she's all fired up and calls Ashley, who's away at college and is like freaking out. Like the police think that I killed David and Mike. Like, can you goddamn believe this? Blah, 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 blah. After Ashley finishes classes, Stacy picks her up to bring her home. And on the way home, she's like, you know what we should do, daughter? Let's get drunk. We've had a rough couple weeks. Um, and they had never like drank together before. So Stacy buys a six pack of Smirnoff ice and pours one for Ashley when they get home. No, dude. How will it help to kill <laughs> your kid too? When Ashley starts saying she feels nauseous, Stacy's like, that's normal, and gives her a pill to, quote, help her sleep it off. The next day, Ashley is hungover, but is still able to go to class. Um, and after class, she goes back to her mom's, and her mom's like, let's do it again. This time, it's vodka and orange juice. And Ashley sees, like, some things swirling in the glass, and Stacy's like, I just added some spices. Like, you're so uncultured, Ashley. What, dude? This is a cocktail. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> Stacy also shows her a trick to put a straw to the back of her throat and suck it down so she won't taste anything. What the fuck, mom? Mom, I think you're just a bad bartender. Make me a drink I can choke down. <laughs> this is so fun, mom. This is really fun. Ew. So the next thing Ashley remembers was feeling very sick and going to bed. And that night, her boyfriend showed up and was, like, outside the house and called the house to be let in. Mm-hmm. Stacy answered and said Ashley's sleeping and mustn't be disturbed. But he asks if Stacy could go into Ashley's bedroom to see if his debit card was in there. And she came back to the phone and she's like, I looked high and low, but I couldn't find it. And he knew Stacy was lying because the light in Ashley's room never went on. Oh, wow. Okay. The next morning, Brie finds Ashley unresponsive in her bed. She's not breathing regularly. So Brie freaks out and Stacy comes in, like comes rushing in and calls 911. She tells them that her daughter took an unknown amount of Ambien and drank an entire bottle of vodka. Brie is so like distressed. She leaves the room for a bit, but comes back in after a few minutes. And when she comes in, her mom is still on the phone with 911. But now there is a folded piece of paper lying by Ashley's head that wasn't there before. Okay. Brie opens it and Stacy tells the operator like, oh, she's left a note. Ashley is rushed to the hospital and eventually recovers, but was within hours of death. And like if Brie hadn't come in, she probably would have died. Mm. And in the note, Ashley admits to killing her father and stepfather and then like trying to die by suicide. But this note was written with a typewriter. Uh huh. When she wakes Again, though, like, am I a Baudelaire orphan? I'm not typing shit like that. Like, yeah. And need I remind you, when her father died, she was 11 years old. (laughs) (laughs) I've been in the game. (laughs) So when she wakes up, they ask her about the note and the deaths, and she said, the last thing she remembered is her mother giving her drinks and she denied writing the note or being suicidal at all. Um, After speaking with police, Ashley comes to the tough realization that her mother was framing her for murder and trying to kill her in one fell swoop. They are like, we can't dilly dally any longer. Like she's going to kill Ashley or something. Mm, Most definitely. (laughs) Imminently. Yeah. So she is arrested the next day for the murder of David Castor and the attempted murder of her daughter, Ashley. Mm hmm. 
she maintains her innocence completely and is like, yeah, I still believe that Ashley killed her dad when she was 11 and my husband Dave just now. (laughs) (laughs) And the note. And wrote the note. But portions of this letter, like drafts, were found on the family computer. Um, In one of the drafts, it said anti-free instead of anti-freeze, which sometimes Stacy said. Like, she said it anti-free sometimes. Hmm. And the note document was last accessed at 2.27 p.m., two days before Ashley's hospitalization, and she was in class at the time. Okay. Other. And, like, it, they were on the home computer typing it? Yes. Yeah, you're terrifying. Um, Stacy pled not Why guilty. Why do people need to draft their shit that much? I feel like, again, just often... Think it, just think what, it, hey, right? What about your noggin? Like, <laughs> you don't need to, like, write up a draft, draft after draft after draft of, like, bad shit you're draft doing. Draft after draft of, like, I killed dad. Goodbye. Yeah. And the, like... Try not, everybody, try not to have one thing you can't fucking spell. <laughs> and one thing you can't spell, or you spell it so weirdly that it, everyone remembers it, and put that in the note. Yeah, if you have one, try not to put it in the note. <laughs> <laughs> try to, like, you know, thesaurus.com and see if you can get around it. You can get an alternative for sure. You're right, Evelyn Glycol. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in December 2007... Stacy is also charged with making a friend who was a notary public notarize David's will after he died. She had like gone to her friend and was like, I was gonna do it, but he just died. Like, just do me a fucking favor. And Back she did. Backdated. Yes, and she did. Um, Stacy's mother does believe she's innocent and that Ashley is the real murderer. Why? I don't know. She hates her granddaughter, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> There's a story there. Um trial january 2009 the district attorney argues that david castor's suicide had never made sense given the lack of his fingerprints on the glass or the container and the turkey baster found in the kitchen garbage um, that had both ethylene glycol in it and his dna Mm -hmm. they felt that they felt that this suggested he was force-fed antifreeze Given evidence of the evolution of his illness, they concluded that Stacy had, for four days, fed her husband antifreeze through the baster before trying to make it look like suicide. So Stacy does take the stand in her own defense. That's crazy. So on cross-examination, the DA points out what he felt were flaws in Stacy's version of that night. She maintained that it was Ashley who murdered Mike and David, though she would not speculate about motives beyond implying that her daughter might be mentally ill. Okay. They point out that her mother had never stopped, had never sought therapy for Ashley and that at 21, Ashley exhibited no signs of mental illness. The DA also asserted that Stacy's behavior during David Castor's and Ashley's illnesses made no sense given the years she had worked for a paramedics company. She did not seek care for Ashley for 17 hours and indicated that David, who was staggering and vomiting and unable to stand, quote, looked okay. (laughs) (laughs) Prosecutors also brought up another piece of evidence against Stacy when they cited having heard typing sounds while Stacy was on the phone because they had still wiretapped her. No, she typed that up while on the phone. (laughs) That is funny. You are a madman. Like cradled in her shoulder. Like, yeah, Yeah. go on. I'm listening. (laughs) (laughs) Um, During one of the wiretapped recordings presented, typing sounds can be (laughs) heard while Stacy talks to a friend, though Stacy denied memory of using the computer at all that day. 
so yeah prosecutors argued that the typing sounds on the phone were one of those of like the several drafts she had written (laughs) ashley had also already testified to having witnessed her mother working on the computer on something that she had hidden from ashley's like eye eye line she like turned it away from her she um turned to a different window new tab new tab new tab (laughs) like google.com yeah on February 5th, 2009, Stacy is found guilty of second-degree murder in the poisoning death of David and of the attempted second-degree murder uh, for overdosing her daughter Ashley with drugs and vodka. On March 5th, 2009, at her sentencing, the DA asked the judge to impose the maximum consecutive sentences because of the brutality of David's death. Further, they criticized how Stacy had, quote, partied in her backyard with friends like nothing was happening as Ashley was comatose in her bedroom. Even if your daughter were, like, drunk, you'd be... Yeah, that, I think that's what they're saying of, like, she's comatose. Yeah. Even if you didn't do it with that. You have a history of ignoring people dying. <laughs> and for that, like, you can't be around people anymore. Yeah. Lock her up. Bare minimum. You can't be around people. They're like, dying, like, slowly in front of you. And you're like, that's strange. Um, the judge told Stacy that he had never seen a parent attempt to murder their child in order to set their child up for a crime that they themselves had committed. <laughs> okay. I have also not seen that. <laughs> he sentenced her to the maximum of 25 years to life for the murder of David Castor and to another 25 years for the attempt to kill Ashley. An emotional Ashley told the judge that she hated her mother for, quote, ruining so many people's lives, but still loved her for the bond she had originally shared with her. Quote, I never knew what hate was until now. Even though I do hate her, I still love her at the same time. That bothers me. It is so confusing. How can you hate someone and love them at the same time? I just wish that she would say sorry for everything she did, including all the lies. As horrible as it makes me feel, this is goodbye, mom. As hard as you tried, I survived and I will survive because now (laughs) I'm surrounded by people that love me. I'm going to do good things in the world despite making me, in every sense of the word, an orphan. Anybody could have written that to their mom. <laughs> like, and that I wrote that for you guys today. Put that in a card for Mother's Day. That's more honest. <laughs> so Brie, like Ashley, has not spoken to Stacy since the trial. Brie said that though losing her mother was hard, quote, I was happy that they said she was guilty because we all know that she's guilty. <laughs> Ashley said, quote, I would have done anything for her, but she tried to kill me instead. Damn. The DA also pointed out that Stacy may have murdered her own father, Jerry Daniels, who died in February 2002, shortly after his daughter visited him in the hospital where he had a minor lung complaint. Um, Stacy was found dead in her cell on the morning of June 11th, 2016. It was not immediately apparent how she died, and the manner of death was listed as undetermined. It was later determined by the DA's office that she died of a heart attack with no evidence of suicide or foul play. She was like... 60 or something wow maybe younger 50 not very old but uh see you later girl (laughs) you did a horrible horrible thing (laughs) what a life you had girl should we do a good outro and And how how would we do that (laughs) what did we say with oh see you next time we said that once (laughs) (laughs) that was a good one until we meet again. I think in the beginning we had a whole thing. We did. And we dropped that for some reason. Brain don't work. There must have been a good reason. Brain don't work anymore. <laughs> <laughs> On account of my brain not working anymore. <laughs> okay. Should we try it? Do you know what it is? But tell no one. Feel free to absorb this information. Oh, yeah. Feel free to 
share it with a friend. But as for where you heard it, tell no one. Tell no one. one.